It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. How would you like to ramp up your club's game day atmosphere? Big Screen Video is giving 10 lucky sports clubs the chance to win a $10,000 grant towards their own digital scoreboard. Register now at iCanWin.com.au slash BSV. Palmer bet on the edge of the box. Oh, it's a straight-up screamer! Download our app today and enjoy straight-up screamers this FIFA World Cup with great odds, great promos and same-game multi at Palmerbet. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call 1-800-858-858. The Chemist Warehouse Bundles of Joy sale on now, but hurry, sale in Sunday. And Kogan Mobile, New Zealand's cheapest unlimited prepay plans. Visit koganmobile.co.nz. This is Izzy and Kempe for breakfast on SENZ. Howdy! Is it Kempe for breakfast on SCNZ? Are we straight into it, lads? Welcome back, Dagger. How good. Good little entry back into the show. Kempe, you're up there in Kitty Kitty. Morena, brother. Whether or not you still got it. You still got it. <laughs> you, you still got it, brother. You're looking good, too, old charcoal, eh? In that sun, as soon as it hits you, whoa, mate. You look like you've been in the Caribbean, mate, playing cricket. You're so, you're so dark tan, tanned. Mm, honestly, I feel so revitalised, refreshed. Great to be uh, back on the show, though, and what a week to be away, really. I was sitting poolside and just really uh, enjoying family time and obviously a lot going on back here in, in New Zealand. So thank you to you and... And Louis for holding the fort down with Joe and Kez in the back room and Aroha doing a fantastic job on the news. Now, it was a good weekend, Unc. Lots of sunshine, lots of pinnacoladas and lots of concorda, which is raw fish. And I tell you what, lots of buffet. Yes, you're saying I'm looking brown. Ooh, wow, I'm looking round. I'll tell you. <laughs> time, to start <laughs> time, to look, time to start shredding, Unc, and uh, putting some time love back into this bottle. Uh, yeah, into this body, mate. Into this body. Yeah, but, no, it's, uh, been, it's no. been a good week. Been a good week. Um, as with Louis and, and myself holding down the fort and lots to talk about. Mm. Um, and obviously we've got a lot of talk about this week. So looking forward to getting you back on, mate, and, and getting your views. Mate, you would have loved it on the weekend, surely. Yeah, I did. I was very, very proud. And obviously lots going on. And no doubt that'll be at the forefront of our conversations today. We'll have a ripping show and we want to hear from you 0800 150 on the temper bed post text machine anytime throughout the morning lots to talk about and lots to debate what's going to happen later on this week but before then the show the sales nbl concluded over the weekend with a cracking grand final between the team the new team auckland tuatara 
and our very own Otago Nuggets. The Otago Nuggets define all odds to win the title. Friends of the show, Tom Abercrombie, will come on to break it all down. And there you go. Lee Piper, I don't know if you saw his tweet, but he put on the, a bit for the Otago Nuggets. He's part of our ECNZ crew and uh, got them at 17 bucks to win Whoa. that to win that competition. So good odds here. Well done, Lee. And if anyone else got on, let us know. Double eight, double three. Also, well, the press conference that had the entire nation waiting all day happened last night. And let's just say we learned absolutely nothing. <laughs> Many of our top journos fired questions at CEO Mark Robinson only to be fended away like in the face, like a face palm from Jonah. Jim Kay's was one of those, and, well, he'll join the show to shed some light if there is any on that press conference, and no doubt we'll have some great questions for him uh, regarding what's going to happen later in the week. And following that, well, we want to talk about the performance. Like you said, Kempi, the performance over the weekend. What a difference a week makes. Ah, putting on a performance. All Blacks putting on a performance for the ages to retain the Freedom Cup and head hand South Africa their biggest defeat in terms of margin at Alice Park, 12 points. To join the show to talk performance it is arguably one of our greatest centres ever, Conrad Snakey Smith, who was actually in Fiji. So I spent the week with Conrad in Fiji. Not on purpose, he was there with his family, and uh, his daughter and my daughter become uh, really good friends. So uh, looking forward to having a chat to Conrad Smith. And then we're just going to open up the phone lines. The phone lines are open all day. But they're particularly open following Conrad's um, conversation just after 8 o'clock. So a big show for you, 0800 150 any time on the Kennard Tire phone line or 8833 on the Temper Bedpost text machine. That is our show, gents. Big show, ripping into it. Louis Herman Watt, he's up there holding the fort down in the studio. He's got his pen working overtime. Hopefully he's running down some few midweek multis for us. Because I'm back, and I love a punt. You do love a punt, mate. Um, Kempi, I heard Kempi talking to you earlier. Morning, morning, great to have you back, is he? I heard Kempi telling you, we had a multi on in the weekend. Kempi, uh, because it's the first leg, you sometimes neglect to follow uh, for the rest of it and yeah. see what happened. But we ran fourth. We had three-leg multi. Um, <laughs> just needed a, a place in the first leg and ran fourth. Next horse won Next horse won at nine bucks. So at the time of placing oh. the bet, so and that just needed to run a place. So um, that's classic. That's about how winter punting goes. But tell you what, the radar's not too far off. Actually, Mick and me managed to find a couple of winners in the weekend. Um, mm. It's not necessarily a profitable weekend, as far as I only had the <laughs> just the, the the one melty on and it didn't get up. But um, yeah, no, I think what the radar's coming in is the spring racing nice. nears. So it's it's a good feeling. Um, great to have Kempi broadcasting from the church. <laughs> I'm going to nickname this room the church. The church hall. Mate, it was a great place called the church in London. Winston. Remember that place, Izzy? You ever been to that, the <laughs> yes, church on a Sunday never, in, in London? I never went. I never went to the church, but I always wanted to go, but a uh, couple of guys were in the DC? So. <laughs> Didn't you get a taxi yeah. from Wales? Is that true? Is it? <laughs> Mate, it was renowned. So. It this, was Cardiff, this, right? <laughs> this place was re- this place was renowned. If you were in London on a Sunday, 
you had to go to it. You just walk. You jumped off one of the big. I, I forgot the name of the railway station. It was one of the big ones. It's always on telly, and you walk there, and it was like walking into a warehouse, and it was just full of South Africans, Kiwis, and Aussies, <laughs> and they and they used to sell beer out of like drums, and you give you a six. You, know, you go, what do you want? And you go, oh, I have a six pack, and you just walk around with a six pack. And it was like started at midday and finished at four or something like that. It was ridiculous, and just mm. packed with thousands of people, mate. But it was like an institution. If you were ever ever there, uh, you used to run into all sorts of people when you were down there. It was, um, yeah, I don't mind that name, Louis. It might uh, bring back some memories. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I never went there, eh? I never went there, Kempi. But I, I obviously heard that story that Louis alluding to, and and I've heard many other stories as well so uh, i always wanted to go but never ever got around to it and apparently it's closed down now it's closed yeah, it's all, yeah apparently so, it's all all done yeah it'll be underground now it'll be underground party you have to get a little secret invite you have to have a password to get in through the through the front door so louis um what's this message from brett he says welcome back is he missed you brother i'm picking that's the end of louis louis tips coming in now you're back Man's been on a heater. So you've been giving out good tips while I'm away. Well, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I don't know whether that's true or not, whether Brett's just winding you up. I couldn't confirm nor deny it. We found a couple of winners. As I said, the radar's just starting to close in a little bit. It gets easier as the nicer horses. We tipped out Happy Star and the Grand National Hurdle on Wednesday at Rickerton and yeah. tipped it out at about 4.20 and it just looked like the winner and it was the winner. Um, as I said, over the weekend, not not too bad. FaceTime each way in the last, got up paying good place money, but just ran a second. And um, LJ as well, Rickerton on Saturday. So yeah, no, we're going good. But we'll we'll find plenty, Izzy. Oh. It's the sp- you got to You just have to. You have to trust me here. The spring mm. is a marathon, not a sprint. So mm. you okay. know when spring starts, we just got to pace ourselves. We can't just go out of the gates flying. And I did hear you before the show talking about a multi you didn't cash out. And I just want to say that's exactly right. So you are still welcome for two weekends ago where you, <laughs> you were never, ever, ever going to cash that out. I was going to cash out after Imperatrix. I promise. <laughs> <laughs> he just put your foot on it, mate. We I, I all promise. know you I, don't cash well, out. Adam, <laughs> you I, you that. I was. I was going to. I promise you. I promise you. I was going to. Well, I don't know. I, yeah, I want to sit on it for a wee while and then, you know, how do we look? Anyway, boys, over the weekend, I, I, had that, I had that multi in Tauranga and I was flying home, so I put this on just before I got on the plane. Anyway, I landed and obviously you try and hide the top right because it gives you the, you know, if you've won, you either the have cash or, <laughs> yeah. or you'll have <laughs> zero pending. I've done it. I was yeah. like trying to hide it. I was trying to hide it. I was like, okay, okay, how do we look? And I went through my first leg, missed. Race six, Tauranga, I had my baby lean girl for a fixed place, dollar ninety, gone. And then I go through the rest. I'd race seven, Helena baby for a fixed place, dollar eighty five. That one won well. And then I and then race eight, I had little Joe fixed place, two dollars ninety. Brained them. That one. <laughs> and then I had Tauranga race nine. I was like, let's go Opie back to back, Dawn Parade, fixed place, three dollars ten. That one. I was like, it always happens, Uncle. Not give up. Imagine <laughs> if you done. just backed them all each way instead of putting them in a big multi. Yeah, that'd probably be good, wouldn't it, Louis? <laughs> you know when you have that little pause when you're telling someone something and you have that little pause and the light comes on? That's that's us all this week, each way. Yeah. <laughs>
You're the one that told me, play spit, Daggy. Play spit, Daggy. Honestly, play spit. I'll play spit, and I've been riven that many times. But anyway, <laughs> you win some, you lose some. There's many more people suffering more than I am, and that's okay. But I'm normally done. you have, normally a multi, you have a three horse multi max, but you have like an eight horse multi. No, no. <laughs> Man, I had a three horse league one yesterday, and I got riveted again. Oh, there's something. Sam Collett. So something's going terribly wrong. I don't know what it is, Kemp. Well, to be fair, look, Kempy and me are in the same boat, and we missed out by one placing, and it was the first leg, and it was um, Wannabe in Vegas, and it, it was a dead set chance, and it went huge as well. It was about 18 wide the trip, and then still powered on for fourth. So it does happen. Let's, what about these text messages in here this morning? What an absolute mm. joke and a waste of time. That guy needs to be reviewed, Mark Robinson. As a CEO, I've never seen someone in that position speak so poorly. Reading between the lines, I say Foster is gone, but the New Zealand rugby public deserve better than this absolute fast. Hi, gents. The, p- the point of this press conference was, what a total joke. Anyone needs to go the CEO because he has no ideas. Cheers, Brendan or Masterton. I just had a look at the text machine because we obviously took that press mm. conference live yesterday and we'll talk to Jim Kayes about it, but... New Zealand rugby, the, the the split, the divide between the All Blacks and New Zealand rugby at the moment is, wow, it's growing. And Ian Foster actually fronted media overnight, and he had some really interesting comments about whether he thinks he has support of his bosses. I'll play you one now, and we can play a bit more later on. Oh, uh, yeah, Joe, you're going to have to do that. Yep. I certainly feel I've got the support and backing of the All Blacks, and, and I believe I've got the support and... You know, I, I think New Zealand rugby is still, you know, we're still, I guess there's still processes that they want to go through to, to categorically say that. But what I do know is that to coach this team, you have to have categoric support. So, like, this this all-blacks New Zealand rugby divide that Robbo was asked about in the press conference yesterday where he was just trying to kind of pretend it didn't exist, it, it is glaring at the moment, is he? It is, it is, yeah, for sure. Like that statement there, like, it feels like he's got the support of the All Blacks, which is his fellow teammates, his management, and and the players. And he's dead right. They've you've you've heard the outcry of support from from fellow players and, and management in there. And but honestly, I just yeah, I feel for Fozzie. You know, like uh, obviously we're high performers and we wanna we want our team to be performing at a high level every single time. But we're human as well. And mate, he's been just how. Just held out just to be, you know, thrown under the bus week in, week out. And for your CEO to hold a press conference, like, one, who's made the call to have that press conference? For me, it looks like Mark Robinson's just sitting in his room after a big night on the on the tubes, and he's sitting there going, oh, I can't be bothered doing this. Why am I even here? It's, it's yeah, it was it was harsh, mate, and it was interesting. And Jim Kayes, I was listening to that whole press conference. There were some great questions being posed to him, Kempe, and the answers were just non-existent. Deflective. It was, it was deflective, mate. Yeah, it was just weird. Yeah. The, um, you know, I, I look, hung, hung out to dry, Fozzie, poof, you know, mm. the poor bloke. He's saying, you know, yeah. categor- categorically need the support of the NZR, and, I've, and I think I have it, but they need to be saying it is what he's saying. And I'll go back to Steve Hansen's uh, comments. He... He, although he was talking in riddles, was basically saying what Fozzie was saying. There is a disconnect between the board, the CEO, mm. and the All Black team. And I'm, mm. I, look, I, for the life of me, don't know who's leading the media um, in and around. Like the media decisions, like I know you have media mm. managers, but the PR at the moment for the All Blacks, it couldn't be any worse. Like 
rolling um, Robbo out at you know the eleventh hour to, to make a statement which isn't even anything is like what is mm. that? What, what do you get out of that? Except people like us saying, "Mate, that's just terrible." You know, you've, we haven't seen you since the start of the Com Games, and then you come out and talk the first time, and we're in no better better shape than we were way back then. So, mate, it's going to be an would interesting have been better, few days. Would have been better just to make a statement. Just no, make a statement every, and say, look, a few processes to go through. We're gonna, we're just going to get home, get around our families, have a meeting, and then we'll be back Wednesday. Thursday. I think he was. I Instead think he was holding prepared. that. <laughs> yeah, look, I think he was prepared to make a statement, but the wind, wind put the the um, kibers on it. You know what I mean? But I, I honestly think that it was set. They they met about it. Mm. Said well, we still got to have it. You know, because um, there's obviously conversations that's happened in the back, the back room. We need to have it. Um, and then to go out and you know get the win, and he doesn't. It's going to make him look really bad. So, yeah, it's a it's an interesting time. I reckon if something does happen to Fozzie, he writes a book about it. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, Ross Taylor's book came out last week, and that had some juice in it. Um, but yeah, you're right, Fozzie. Uh, oh, look, you, you're wondering who's who's coolers and and whether why he's gone out. He's the CEO. He's the one that sat in front of everyone and said that he, his organisation wants to be transparent, and then it wasn't because they cancelled that press conference after Ireland. I'd say for, I'd say that Mark Robinson was in charge of yesterday. I'd say that that was him wanting to do it to try and show that New Zealand rugby are in control of a situation where. I think about one question and he realised, oh, no, I'm going to be here for the next 10 minutes. I can't say anything more. This is going to be terrible. And I could kind of see the penny drop and he kind of had a bit of a wry smile. And that, mm. I think it would have, I think actually by the end of it, I actually felt bad for him as well. Like he's kind of, <laughs> they've just made another mistake. And it just is bizarre. 19 minutes past six. We've got callers on the line, but we've got to shoot off on the other side. We're going to come back and talk all about rugby, all about the rugby league. But here's my can't wait question of the day. All I want to know from you is this. Out of the All Blacks performance, take the stuff off the field out of it. Out of the All Blacks performance, who is the biggest winner? Is it Fozzie? Is it Sam Whitelock? Is it Sam Kane? Is it Aaron Smith? Richie Mwonga? David Harvili? Darren Shand? I don't care. Gilbert Anoka? Who is the biggest winner from the All Blacks performance in the weekend? And let's start it there. 0800 150 811. Joe from Gizzy. I know you're whole because you're a good man. You're up first half after this. Here with Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. 25 minutes past 6 a.m. this morning. Hey, the Black Caps are about to get underway against the West Indies in their third T20. Uh, we've been going real good so far. We are batting first. Conway, Gupta, Williamson, Phillips, Mitchell, Nisham, Bracewell, Santner, Sodi, Southey, Ferguson is the lineup. We will update you throughout the morning with some commentary clips as it happens. Right, uh, Izzy, you got a, you got an immediate answer before we get to Joe and Peter on the line of who's the biggest winner? Uh, yep. I do. I was when I thought about that. I thought about performance. Um, I think one person that's really taken a step in the right direction and gave us changed our minds was and was someone we've been looking for for a very long time is Shannon Frizzell. I think Shannon Frizzell took a step in the right direction. Like we've never had that six. We always go to it. Jerome Connor. You know who's going to take over that role? I thought he was huge on the weekend. Man, really stamped his mark. Physicality carried the ball well. Uh, went in the right direction. But that's performance. But I, I think if you think about it, Sammy Kane, mate, he's been under so much pressure and it's been a horrible press conference. But Sammy Kane would, would probably be uh, another one that's taken, you know, be the biggest winner from this situation for you, Kim Pete. 
Oh, look, I think the fans, for me. I think the fans have finally got something to cheer about after uh, half a dozen games and everyone writing them off at Alice Park, you know, with the, with the altitude and, and their backs against the wall. Um, mate, I, would, I, I just thought, you know, man, it's great to have a good week. I'm, and me and you, Izzy, we're winners out of this. Because <laughs> this week, <laughs> we get to talk about the Warriors after a 40-point win, and we get to talk about the All Blacks after a win, and, and actually mm. they um, give some love back to the to the sport. So I think the fans, mate, yeah. I think the fans are, um, are the ones that are the big winners over the weekend. Mark agrees with you on double eight double three Kempe. Joe and Gizzy, who do you think is the big winner, mate? Morning, boys. Mate, I think, uh, like Kempi said, the fans, the, those are like us who just always believe in black, who never actually stepped back from our support, who didn't write them off. And then I think behind that, definitely Sammy Kane and Fozzie. And uh, I think Jason Ryan, you know, he's a big winner out of this. He's coming in the last two games and, you know, changing that front row with, uh, you know, those, those young bucks coming in. And uh, I tell you what, Tyro Lomax and uh, Young De Groot and uh, Sammy Sonny Togiago, you know, that front row stood up, boys, and it stood up mm. big. And who would have thought in the beginning of the Irish series that that would be our front row? So I think I think they, they stood up. I stood up on the weekend following Mick Guerin's in with his, uh, with his multi and uh, <laughs> added, added a little joke to that where he put up the, the absolute moral of the weekend, West Coast, and uh, and is and is actually drawn uh, place which actually won, and then I add a little joke to that. So we lumped in and won on that. And then once again, I need to take my hat off to the SNZ crew for the commentary. Kempi, you, Sammy, and Pip. I turned off the Warriors uh, commentary on the television now, even though there's a bit of a lag on uh, on on the radio with uh, with the app. Absolutely loved the commentary. When the Warriors got up and stuck it to the Bulldogs, boys, yeah. stay, stay hard, <laughs> stay hard to the Warriors, and look what happened. And if we if we could get Sean Johnson running at the line, Kempe, every game, look what's happened. He's run twice at the yeah. line this year, and he scored two tries. Kempe, <laughs> he's got to run at the line. And you know what? I thought that team finally stood up with some heart. You know, young players, Arcee played well. You know, our wingers played well. I've never seen our back three carry so hard. Let's get rid let's get rid of the showboy at the back because mate, without him, you know, we put our uh, we put our man we put our man from the from the Broncos in there. We've got a team to build on Kimpy. We've got a foundation. We just gotta believe Kimpy. We just gotta believe. <laughs> he's got the faith he's got the faith, mate. You got the virus. You know, I'll, give you, I'll send you over a couple of pills just to calm that down, Joe. You're dead right. Thank you. Thank you, Joe. Oh, I love I love where you're going there. Peter, you're in Cambridge. What are your thoughts on the All Blacks, mate? Who's a winner? Yeah, morning, Izzy, Kempe. There was probably two morning. big players that stood up. Um, one of them was Tokiaho. I thought, like, OK, he gave away that free kick early on with the break foot and the scrum. After that, he didn't put a foot wrong. Mm. So he was massive in that game. Yeah. Totally agree with you, um, Peter. Totally agree. Who was the other one? The other one was Caleb Clark. Yes. Like, he's, Young. he's always been a brilliant player, but to come back from injury and have a game like that, he was everywhere. I thought, I thought exactly the same thing, mate. He was really big. I thought the back three really stood up. Not only Caleb Clark, but Will Jordan and, and Geordie Barrett. I said it last week. If you win the air and you watched them this week, 
the way they actually attacked the ball in the air, they weren't stagnant. They were actually going through the air. They were dominating that space. And it showed you win the air, you win the game, mate. So totally agree with you, Peter. Thanks for the call. Keep calling. 0800-150-811. Love it, Peter. Who's your biggest winner? Sharp work, and you're right, the front row. Um, well, Joe said, who would who mm. would have thought they would have been in the starting in the front row? Well, I think if you go back to Izzy and Kempe's 23. We, we picked it. <laughs> I think, <laughs> actually, we were uh, we were right there on the money. And, yeah, Takiyaho, he's going to be a, an all-black hooker for a very long time. 29 away from seven. The cricket is underway, and we are one for none over there in the West Indies. Keep you updated with that throughout the morning. Here is Aroha with the news for Kubota, together with Shaping and Building New Zealand. Twenty-seven minutes away from seven a.m. this morning. Asking you who your big winner, or who the winner, other than the All Blacks, was out of their performance. On Sunday morning, uh, goes down as one of the best All Blacks performances. It really does, doesn't it? Just stepped up to every uh, every kind of call that was put on them, and they just did it. Is he? They were so good. And Tim says Richie Moonga, after what he said this week, to go out and put the performance that held his shoulders yeah. above Bowden Barrett. Now that's from Tim. That was classy. From Richie Moonga, and, and the debate has been ongoing for a, for a couple of years now. Like, who's really going to stamp their their mark on that ten jersey? And, and Richie Moonga, well, he just went from strength to strength in the weekend and really showcased why he's uh, leading that race at the moment to head to next year's World Cup. Because that, that's what it's all about. He put in a solid form. What he did really well is his control. You know, he knew when to kick it, and you you look at his times when when they got under pressure and there's one opportunity when Richie ran it and obviously got caught and turned over and they scored a try the only times that was when they didn't exit well when they nailed the exit and was Richie Moonga he kicked long they went away from that box kick you know they went away from the nines kicking it up and making it contestable because you looked at South Africa when they did it when it works well it works well but when it doesn't mate teams punish you and the All Blacks caught the ball really well so they went back to Richie Moonga he kicked long altitude and they just put the ball down there and back the defence. So, mate, uh, Richie Moonga, classy. And classy week one. Ma Nonu on the broadcast. How good having him as an addition, saying territory, territory, territory. Oh, he's like, I could be kicking mm. more. Kick more. Let's get down mm. there. Let's play in the right end of the field. Just exactly what you're talking about there. Izzy Kemp, you'll get your thoughts in just a second. Tristan's on the line. Those called in from down in the 03. What did you make of it, mate? Who's the big winner? Well, I've got quite a few big winners, actually. So I'll start with Ben. Like after, especially with last, well, last six months, I suppose if you add into the end of last year, so it's a relief to get the win. Like to be honest, before this game, I didn't really hold a lot of hope for them. Um, just even though last last week they showed improvements in the forward pack, but it was just the the errors within the back line. But the big winner for me, I think, is Jason Ryan. Like he's, I could see differences last week considering we hadn't conceded a mall try, I believe, in the Crusaders for how many seasons it is. And Six he years. seems to be holding that record still. As, well, he's only the second game in. You can see the improvement in the forward pack. Yeah, oh, I totally I totally uh, agree with you there, Tristan, mate. Like, he, you can just see from two weeks. He's only had two and a half weeks in that environment. And you saw week one, 
South Africa, they, they they tried to maul them. They tried to maul them. They they got close, but they never got over that line. And in week two, they had a ton of opportunities on their five-meter line, Kimpy, and pushed them right to the brink, but they did everything possible. And you just look at the setup. Like the setup, I've got limited knowledge on the, on the, on the driving maul, but what I can understand is you don't want it to, to peel off. You don't want that maul to peel off, and then they, you know how you notice the, the All Blacks defense, they can roll around? And that's when they yep. start getting momentum. So you've got to build that front base. And you've got to have the players all around that front. You've got to have them angling in on the outside. And you've got to have a real solid front base. And that'll stop them being able to momentum. They, they did it extremely well. Fletcher Newell, when he came on, the young kid, in his biggest test match, got his head in there and, and nullified it, mate. So, uh, so that, Christian, I totally agree. Yeah, that like, and, and Jace Ryan, you need to take your head off to, to that. I don't, look, I don't know... Is he when you're at that level? But when you when you're playing and your forwards aren't doing their job, no, mate. Mm. I used to turn around to my forwards. I remember one game, like our forwards were getting a hiding. I said, "Give me the ball," and I ran it in as hard as I could. And I turned around. I see the forwards, and that's how you run the ball into the different line. You know, get your asses in there and get me forward. <laughs> you know, and I was doing that. And and the reason why Richie Mwonga and that time that he had was because they got their mm. head right where you, that dark space where they needed to be, those forwards. You know, you're picking mm. those three in the front row. Anyone will tell you, you don't win that ground in both games up front, you're going to struggle. And and I just I, think, I like, mate, those three boys at the front, they did their job. I love it how he's just so brave, Louis. I love it how, how Jace has been so brave with his selections. Mm-hmm. Like, It'd be easy for him just to go in there and, and pick, but to pick Tyrell Lomax, you know, who wasn't even really in the in the frame a couple of weeks ago. Now he's gone out there, put on his most clinical performance. De Groot, Tokyaho, so he's not he's not he's shying away from the Crusaders theme. He's actually making the call for what's best for the All Blacks, and he's brave with his calls. So, oh yeah. I'm so pumped for Chase. And, and I think that's, that was the uh, always going to be the benefit of having an outside voice come in, someone from outside the Ian Foster cloak coaching tree, because it makes it easier to make those calls and, and to be brave. Mm. So he's the perfect guy to do it. Brenton, uh, did Brenton, was Brenton playing the quiz or was he talking All Blacks, Kiz? He's on, he's got Brenton there? Yeah, good to go. Yep, Brenton, yep. What, what's, what do you have, what do you think about it, mate? Well, the, the All Blacks. Yeah, is that what you want to chat about? Yeah, bud. Bloody, bloody good, mate. They dug deep in the end, didn't they? <laughs> yeah, mate. They, they did. did. Was he a standout performer? Who was your standout for you, Brenton? Uh, even though Moranga did that run and turned it over, he was pretty good, mate. He, he, he guided yeah. them around pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Mate, he was, he was excellent, Brenton. Appreciate your call there, mate. And there were so many winners all across the field. Somebody says, oh, Chris says, Rico, well, we're going to talk um, We're going to talk to Conrad Smith about the centre position. I thought David Harvey just, again, adds that something a little extra Ooh. with the boot as well. So I just think there'll be so much relief in that squad, and I'm just really happy for them. I can't wait to hear Izzy a little bit later on. I want to ask you, Izzy, about... Your sense of pride, just knowing how hard they, how hardly they were, sorry, how hard they were pinned against the wall, and to come out and deliver that. I mean, you must just be so proud. So we'll talk about that in the next hour. Mm-hmm. I love racing. Nz, you're home for everything thoroughbred racing. For those who are interested, Taiki Tiger Yanagita, he is a, a service today in Matamata at one pm. So um, if you are interested in heading along there, or you are uh, Two 
the Matter Matter race course, you can go. If you can't make it, um, the memorial service will be live streamed at 1pm on the Love Racing website. You can go there now, loveracing.nz, and you can find a link to that live stream. So that's from 1pm today if you want to dial in and pay your respects to uh, the young man who was taken far too soon last week. And uh, I know there'll be hundreds, hundreds, thousands, let's assume, of people on that stream wanting to do just that. Loveracing.nz, the Facebook page is where you'll go and find that. Daggy. Oh, I just want to say I was away last week, and uh, when when obviously Taiki passed away, and yeah, it was it was pretty tough. So just passing on my um, love and prayers and thoughts for her, all his family, extended whanau, and just you know my my thoughts for everyone in the racing community, particularly our jockeys who risk their lives every single day. When you're a punter, you don't really think about that side of it, and that just kind of puts it in perspective. Uh, the the you know. The risks they put themselves through. So, uh, yeah, rest in peace, Taiki. Here, here. All right, 19 away from 7, 0800 We've only got a couple more weeks of the quiz to get someone on the draw to go to the Gold Coast 500 with Willamant Travel. So right now, 0800 Kez reckons he's got a quiz that Come no one on. will win today. <laughs> I don't know about that. Guppy's gone for 16, 18 for one in the third T20 over there in the Caribbean. We'll find you that clip in not too long. Come take on the Quizmaster. On your radio Giving you the chance to head to the Gold Coast Five questions for the win Supercars on the line 0800-150-811 You're mine it's Quizzy Dag, give it a go. It's Quizzy Dag, now don't you choke. It's Quizzy Dag, who knows the most. It's Quizzy Dag, we're going to the go go. Yes, 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 that's right. Nick from Hawks Bay can't have a strong game, but what about Adi Savia? He dies on the field. What a beast. I don't even feel like we need to talk about Adi. He just week in, weeks out, steps up and puts on a performance, mate. So good. He is the All Blacks at the moment. Anyway, let's rip into this quiz. Jade from Hamilton. Morning, Jade. You're up first. What in a brother. Morena, here we go. Good luck, eh? Good luck. Who won the NZ NBL? Uh, the Otago Nuggets. The Nuggets, baby. baby. Yes, they did. Well done. Question number two. Who sits bottom of the EPL ladder? Couldn't get a clue on that one, could I? Yeah, 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 I'll give you a clue. Ooh, uh, Canton. Oh, yeah, Man, Man United. 
Who would have thought, eh? Brentford. Who's Brentford? Ugh, horrible. Anyway, they'll be back. And Eric, we trust. Here we go. Question number three. Who is the most capped Blackburn of all time? Blackburn? Yep. Blackburn. Uh, oh, it's the captain that used to play hooker. Um, Five, four, three, two. Nah. Nah, it's not her. It's not her, brother. Sorry. Here we go. We're going to go to Richie from Upper Heart. Morning, Richie. Morning, Izzy. Yeah, um, morning, Richie. So Anna Richards. Anna Richards is incorrect, Richie. Sorry, brother. Yeah. Have a good day. We're going to go Mark from Tauranga. Morning, Marky. Did you follow that Cornella last week, is he? No, I didn't, mate. I don't. I was on holiday. Uh, but I followed, <laughs> I, but I followed you get on Friday night. Yeah, she, she won. She got a plan 17. Oh. Good. Oh. <laughs> See, when I listen, I lose. When I don't listen, I'll, you win. So, yeah, I just, just keep I just sending them in, you'll win. <laughs> Send them to me, Marky. Send them to me, those ones, okay? I'll take them. Kendra Coxedge is correct. Ding. Well done. Beauty. Question up before, which player did Richie Moonga overtake on the All Blacks Test Points ladder? Oh, jeez. Uh, can I have a clue? Please? Yep. A Canterbury's most famous bird. <laughs> um, yeah, no. No. Uh, I've got nothing left. <laughs> Sorry. It's a great cryptic clue. That is a great cryptic clue, Marky. No worries. All good, brother. I'll listen next time. 1750. And one. One. Anyway. Lammy from Palmy <laughs> North. Oh, morning, brothers. How are you today? We are very well, mate. Very well. How are you today? Because what's happening to those turbos, oh, really brother? Oh, oh, bro. I just follow White Cano, brother. <laughs> okay. What a famous white Canterbury bird. Oh, man, I don't even know yeah. anything from Canterbury. It's a, um, it's a cryptic clue. It's a cryptic clue. Oh, cryptic clue. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't know any of these clues, but I'll just say Robbie Deans, mate. No, it's not Robbie Dean. Sorry. <laughs> Have a good day, Amy. Mike from Christchurch. Which player did Moonga to overtake on the All Blacks test points? It's a cryptic clue. Canterbury Bird in the game. In, in the right hand corner, Jade Stadium. Oh. Uh, Who flicked the bird to just Canterbury? A, just a famous All Black first five. <laughs> Who flicked the bird? Food. Who gave oh, Cam Tabs the bird? <laughs> Five, four... Who pulled the fingers? Three. <laughs> Who pulled the fingers Not <laughs> to the crowd in Christchurch? Sorry, oh, Mike. You're gone. Oh, <laughs> oh, I got him right come on the buzzer. On. Come oh, on, Mike. come on, Mike. All right, last one. Why were fans escorted onto the pitch during the Southland Auckland NPC fixture? Oh, I didn't even watch that yesterday. Oh. It was a crack.
crazy because scenario. Nah, sorry, mate. You're yeah. gone, Mike. Have a good day. We're going to get Ed and Tolaga Bay. Ed. Ed. Oh, hey. Hey, brother. What well, happened? He scored onto the pitch. Uh, what's the question? Why were fans escorted onto the pitch? I'm just being moved by um, airport um, security. Car park here. Okay. <laughs> no, no one wins the quiz today. <laughs> Why were fans escorted onto the pitch during the Southland Auckland NPC fixture? Uh, say that again, bro. Sorry. <laughs> Why were the fans escorted? You're gone. It's I over. Izzy's going to the Goldie. Gotta go. Yeah. 44 for one in the cricket. <laughs> Warehouse bundles of joy sale on now, but hurry, sale in Sunday. And Kogan Mobile, New Zealand's cheapest unlimited prepay plans. Visit koganmobile.co.nz. You're listening to Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on SENZ. NZ Safety Blackwoods take care of business with tools, engineering, safety, workwear, footwear, hygiene, and packaging. Balls to Gutfield, comes down the pitch and drives in the air, out to the long off, over long off, that's six. Here he comes again and balls to Guptill. Smoked him all over the shot. Looking to sweep that. Bold leg stump. And Martin Guptill is gone. Yeah, Guffy gone. 48 for two. Mitch Santner, who was batting third. Yeah, he was batting three in the order. He has also gone for 13. Uh, and Devin Conway, he's 20 off 14. Because all Devin Conway does, Daggy, is score runs. 48 for two right now, the Black Caps. 48 for two. Black Caps will keep you up to date up to date throughout the morning and hopefully the Black Caps can get up over the West Indies. Anyway, coming up, we're going to talk to Tom Abercrombie. Some MBL as the Otago Nuggets got up over the Tuatara. Looking forward to that. And then following that, off the back fence with Tony Kemp. Where is Kempe going to go this morning? Stay tuned and you'll hear it all here on SCNZ. Craven and McCafe about now. Here's Aroha with the news for Kubota. Together, we're shaping and building New Zealand. Shop the Chemist Warehouse Bundles of Joy Sale and find 25% off the B-Box range. And Kogan Mobile, New Zealand's cheapest unlimited prepay plans. Visit koganmobile.co.nz. This is Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on SENZ. It's great to be back here in New Zealand. Had a great week away with the Fano and friends, but I miss the lads. And I miss, well, being on the show and talking all things sport. It is Monday, the 15th of August. It is just after 7 o'clock here on SCNZ. All right, we had a few messages regarding the cricket. Is the cricket commentary on the app? 
You guys are advertising ball by ball coverage. Don't hear it. Just to clarify, we'll be back with the one dayers, but this morning, we thought after a massive sporting weekend, we should be here for our full show. So we don't have it today, but for the one dayers, we will be back bringing you all the action ball by ball on our SCNZ app. Another wee message here from Richie. Morena lads, what a weekend. The Warriors got up. But hearing that they will not re-sign Arcee after 2022. Kempi, I'll get your reaction to that. And what a win by the All Blacks. Ali Savia doing what Ali does. But the biggest winner of the weekend was Brentford. 4-0. The Manchester United. Yeah, that's not good. Arcee, not going to be re-signed, Arcee. Uncle Kemp. Mate, and he put, a Matt, he put a Matt Burton-style um, show mm. on on Friday night too. He, he, he pumped a couple of spiral bombs, one of them leading to a try. Um, his kicking game was pretty good. I thought all round his, uh, he just offered a little bit of sol- um, solidity in that back line at that number six jersey. So I'm really surprised, mate, because we haven't got an out-and-out six. You know, you're going to mm. lose CHT. So Chanel Harris-Tavita, he's off. Ussie isn't going to be signed. They tried Wade Egan there. You've got Volkman. So the three that aren't going to be there over the past month have been getting the go, whereas Volkman, who's going to be there, can't get a, get a shot at it. So I'm really... I'm, mate, I don't... We spoke about it last week, is we don't really know what's mm. going on with recruitment at the moment. Mm. Interesting, interesting. There at the spiral bomb. What worked treat on the weekend. Well, someone at that loves throwing bombs from outside the circle. Getting those triples as our next guest. It was a weekend of winning for our teams here at SCNZ, and that included the sales NZD NBL, where the Nuggets lifted three times in a row to win it all on Saturday night. There to witness history made was legendary Tall Black and Breakers captain Tob Abercrombie. It's been a while since we caught up with the big man, but he's back on our show now. Morena Tom, and I know you love this question here on this show. How's the body, mate? <laughs> Morning, fellas. Well, first we're going to say the mighty Nuggies. What a game. Well-deserved victory. Um, it, was, it was a heck of a final to watch. Those guys are good. And the body is good, mate. I haven't had two weeks in Fiji to refresh, but um, you know, I'm feeling not too bad otherwise. Oh, don't be like that, Tom. It was only one week, mate. Come on. Back to work. I'm back on the grind. But, mate, honestly, the, the whole NBL, the NZ NBL, um, it's back, and I reckon it's bounced back with a vengeance. This has been great, guns, mate. What have you made of the standard this year? Yeah, it was a heck of a season. Um, you know, the thing that really stood out to me, you, you had teams like, uh, you know, the Nuggets, obviously, Taranaki Nelson with, um, you know, really competitive rosters up the top of the table, which we haven't seen for a long time, and the parity across the whole league, and just the buy-in as well from, you know, these these, these smaller town teams and um yeah, they seem to just hit the jackpot with these combinations of American imports they brought in who just really enjoyed playing for their their cities and for their for their fans and you know it's not always the case you sometimes get guys you know coming down and, and playing here and um, you know it's a, it's a stopgap for them to move on to another league but these guys absolutely loved playing in it which is just a testament to how far the leagues come and um, you mm. could see the the cities get behind them. You had sold-out crowds in, in Taranaki and Otago, Nelson, everywhere around the country, which was just awesome to see. And the stand of the basketball was, was awesome too. And capped off by a wonderful final, which I know you guys are very stoked about. 
Yeah, mate, the nu- the nuggies. Jeez, you got you got some funny thoughts when you say that word, the nuggies, coming out there. But they <laughs> they get the they get the job done. Um, Tom, what do, what do you think they went so well this year? Honestly, I think it it comes back to what I said about that that combination of imports. I think um, you know previously it, it's been a two import league, but uh, raising that to three has just allowed some of those um, teams which probably don't have the the base of young talent, which a lot of the rosters are made up of, um, you know, they can bring in three really good imports and actually be, you know, incredibly competitive if you fill that around with, you know, a couple of good local spots. Because really, all you need is, um, you know, a good starting five and a couple of guys you can bring off the bench and you can be successful. So, you know, Otago certainly found that formula. And as I said, those guys just really bought in and played their played their asses off. And, um, you know, it was wicked to see. Oh, you're on duty, are you? <laughs> I am, sorry. I've got, <laughs> got the little fella crawling all over me. Back to reality. <laughs> that's a, back to reality, brother. You've got a lot of time making up for, that's for sure. Hey, uh, just talking on the on the imports, um, you're dead right. Like, uh, I was in the airport and the Taranaki Airs boys walked past me and they were Americans, obviously. So do you feel like the, the strength of the competition is really enticing um, quality players from overseas to really come over here and try and give it a crack. Are we, are we seeing? Are we seeing that from overseas imports? Yeah, look, I think it's a it, it's a combination. Um, you know, you want to keep developing that young local mm. talent, um, and you want to have you know good quality imports as well to to raise the standard of the league. So um, it's tough getting that balance right, and sometimes you know you, you, if you have too many imports in your league and it takes away from the, the development of those young guys it can be detrimental but I think what we've found is a, is a really good happy medium here where you know you've got three three imports and as we saw the, this year those guys have bought into the league and enjoyed their time here and that enthusiasm has been you know infectious across the whole league and I think that that standard raising is just going to make our younger players even better and we've seen some some wonderful young players, you know, start to come through the ranks here and gain some invaluable experience from from playing in the league. You know, guys like you know, Dante Usunans from Auckland, who, you know, he's still in high school, but starting for the Tuatara will go on to, to play college basketball from all accounts. And, you know, he's just had two awesome years playing in the South NBL and, and really gaining some wicked experience. So, um, yeah, I think it's a combination. They seem to have got the, got the balance just right at the moment. It, it can be a fickle thing. Um, as I said, with with the American imports, you never quite know, um, you know, who you're going to get. But they seem to have struck the jackpot this year, pretty much across the board. Um, I think teams are pretty happy with with who they got. And you didn't see a lot of guys coming and going. Uh, they were pretty well established in their teams and enjoyed playing for their for their towns. And no, it was just wicked to see basketball across the country um, just be really embraced in all the smaller centres. Yeah, yeah. And, and Dante, mate, that kid can play. Um... Up here in Auckland, he's uh, he's a big talent that we're going to see. I guess go through all the all the schools and all the competitions, and maybe even strike it big one day. But you talk about the crowds, you talk about the fans, the packed houses, all the imports. Tom, what about the coaching? Do you think the coaching in and around the NBL, because it was such an even competition, is is also lifted? Yeah, I think so. Um, yeah, it was great. Mike Mike Fitcher was the the coach of the year down at the Nelson Giants this year, which you know, absolutely stoked for him, uh, former coach of mine and teammate of mine back in the day too. So you got guys like um, you know, Fitchy and, and Juddy, Judd Flavel down in Christchurch and Aaron Young, you know, a young coach 
coaching the Tuatara, you know, I think across the board the, the standard of the coaching of the league has um, you know, just continued to get better and better as well, which is also exactly what we need to, to bring that standard up and, and keep developing those younger players. So I think uh, yeah, we're just starting to see as the, I guess, the enthusiasm and um, excitement for basketball spreads across the country, and there's more and more people getting involved in different areas of the game and coaching's certainly no exception. We've got a lot of really exciting and, and, and eager young coaches throughout New Zealand who are getting you know, a wonderful opportunity to coach at a high level as head coaches, which they haven't always had in the past. You know, In the past, we've had you know, the breakers as an avenue for, for high-level professional coaching, and then uh, basically that was it, and you had to go overseas if you wanted to get some opportunities. But I think now in the, in the, you know, in the sales NDL with having ten, 10 teams across New Zealand who are playing at a high level with high-level players, it's a, it's a wonderful opportunity for our coaches. It's just going to make them better. Yeah, talking about development as well uh, for the coaching, but also the playing roster, the NBL, the NZNBL, obviously 10 teams across New Zealand. And New Zealand. How, how would this partnership be able to um, help the breakers? You know, the development, you, you reckon you're going to see a lot of rewards coming out because these players are going to, you know, uh, our access to high-level basketball is going to, going to help the breakers going forward? Yeah, it can only help, help the game um, from the breakers' point of view, from the Tall Blacks. Uh, and Tall Ferns' point of views as well, having a good, strong local league yeah. obviously creates pathways for our for our kids throughout New Zealand to have something to aspire to. And that's been a challenge in the past. You know, you've got a a young kid from um, you know down in one of the smaller centres in New Zealand who who might not necessarily see a way to to play for the Tall Blacks one day. Uh, whereas now they have a you know a good, strong local professional team they can strive towards playing for, which can be a stepping stone for them. You know, on the way to to hire things to college, to, to the breakers, to the tall blacks. Um, so, you know, there's some pathways there, which is I think is, is really, really important for our younger players to see that there's a there's a way for them to, I guess, reach those heights if that's something that they want to do, if they want to dream big, they want to play for the breakers or play in the NBA one day, um, there's a way for them to do it. And I think it's just a matter of time, honestly, before we start to see some really, really good players go on and, and make that leap and, and play in the NBA. Um, you know, I think we've seen it in Australia now, the amount of younger players that are getting identified and picked up in the draft nearly every year now. Um, you know, hopefully it's just a matter of time before New Zealand reaches that stage too and we get a couple of our young guys playing in the big time with Stevie. Yeah, we, we don't want to put the mocker on anyone, Tom, and we don't want to put the pressure on anyone. But is it, do you feel like it's only a matter of time? It's been a long time since Stephen Adams and... Um, you know, got Sean Marks over there being GM of the net. So, like, is it only a matter of time for the next one? And if there is someone, can yeah. you put the pressure on them? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I don't, I, don't, I don't know who to who to circle here. Um, yeah. Probably hasn't helped being away from New Zealand for a couple of years. I, I don't quite have my finger yeah. on the pulse with some of these younger kids, but I know there's a there's a heck of amount of talent, um, and there's some really good kids going over to play college basketball this year. Um, you know, which is still probably the, the, the best pathway to get to the NBA um, and yeah we'll see what happens I, I think it's inevitable that this this wave of um, enthusiasm for the game it can't not translate to, to high success eventually you know it's not going to happen straight away but there's just so many kids playing the sport these days um, and that competition that internal competition throughout New Zealand is only going to drive our kids to get better and better and have more opportunities going forward too and, and, and hopefully getting drafted in the future.
Yeah, let's yeah, let's keep our fingers crossed that we've got someone coming up. Hey, Tom, you're home, you're refreshed, you're with your far note. Where are you at with the breakers? Has preseason started yet? Yeah, we had our first first official preseason run on. Um, geez, what day are we now? Monday on 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 Saturday uh, was the first run. So all the all the imports got in on on Friday night. We had our first run on Saturday. Another run yesterday. Um, so no, the boys are good. Everyone's excited. It's uh, it's nice to have some some company back at back at Atlas Place here uh, to run around with, and you know, the squad's looking good. Yeah, everyone's excited to go. And October seventh, our first home game back at Spark Arena. We're all pretty pumped for that. So um, no, it's uh, it's all becoming a bit more real now as we get closer and closer. And I'm really impressed with what I've seen so far from the group. Nice, Tom Abercrombie, mate. We appreciate you coming on the show. Just quickly before I let you go. There's been a text message from Jamie from Wanaka. He wants a playoff system, a longer playoff system for the NZNBL. What are your thoughts on that, mate? Maybe a couple more games for the for the finals. <laughs> yeah, that's a tough one. Like back in the day, um, I remember we used to play best of three series in the final and, and, you know, home away sort of thing. So they've done that in the past. Obviously, the final four format has been successful in the past too. And now they've brought in the, the sort of final six this year with a play-in game. But you know, maybe they can, um, you know, expand that that final six to have a home away version, um, or something like that. But uh, yeah, it's a tricky one. You know, adding adding more games in and, and adding more travel for those teams. But um, it would be cool for, you know, it worked out well this year that Auckland Tuatara, um, who were hosting the final series, made the final. But you know, it's always cool if the the place where the finals is the team. Yeah, is actually playing there. So um, I, I was a fan of the home away system in the past, and hopefully that's something they can bring back. Yeah, for sure. Hey, appreciate you coming on, Tom Abercrombie, mate. Thanks so much for finding time for us. All the best for the preseason. No doubt those old legs will still have plenty of juice left in them, bud. No question. Thanks for having me, fellas. <laughs> yeah, go well, Tom. <laughs> there is. Tom Abercrombie. It's a, it's a fair question. I, I think it's more down the cost, isn't it, Louis? Like yeah. Just cost of travelling, flying. It's just arm and a leg for accommodation, flights. So realistically, unless they get a lot more sponsorship, this is probably the only way going forward for now, isn't it? Yeah, look, it's a, it is a great question. It was a good point, and I think you've hit the nail on the head, Izzy. But what I would say is that this competition, especially the final series, it was so even. The, it was a raging success, mm. the sales NBL. So, you know, chicken... Egg, all of that stuff. With that in mind, uh, I'm fully, I'm fully supportive of them expanding next season, trying again, and actually launching this competition back to its peak again. There's so much good riding on the wall as far as the sales NZ NBL goes. Right, 68 for three in the cricket right about now, which means Stephen Conway must have got out. Joe. NZ Safety Blackwoods take care of business with tools, engineering, safety, workwear, footwear, hygiene and packaging. Here's Walsh, comes in, both to Conway. Conway is getting the ball, which is uh, going down the leg side. The keeper took it. The umpire said no, but immediately Thomas goes upstairs and he reckons he's got his man. Ultra edge, he's sweeping. Yes, hits the glove, so he's gone. Gone. 69 for three right now. Cam Williamson, 15 off 17. Glenn Phillips, five off five. Jeez, wouldn't mind being in the Caribbean. <sighs> I wouldn't mind being in Joe's seat. I think he, I think he's got some something to tell us. Have you, Joe? You got something to tell us? <laughs> no, Gimbu. What are you asking? Mate, I've seen that look many a times on young people's faces, and I think, is I it think a, you've got is something to tell us. Is it a bit of a glow, Unc? It's a bit of a glow, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's a Wellington glow. <laughs> 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 I had a good weekend, boys.
I'll say no more. 21 past seven. Here with Kim's Warehouse. Great save every day. Kim, he's off the back fence after this. Yes, today's Off the Back Fence is a tribute to the men who went out and defied all odds to get the job done for us all over the weekend. Friday night footy, how good? Mount Smart, backs against the wall, vocal crowd, and Sean Johnson gives us a trip down memory lane where he delivers a vintage performance against a slumbering Bulldogs. And who would have thought after last week's shambolic display against South that the Warriors had a 40-point effort in them. How bloody good. Well done, Stacey. And we should have known that all bets were on with an All Blacks team who copped plenty from a disgruntled fan base back here in New Zealand. With the game at Alice Park being the prelude to Fozzie's last presser, his last stand, the men in black turned up and turned on the heater against the Springbok side looking to put the All Blacks to the sword. But as Kiwis always do, Jason Ryan's young, fresh, new front row led the team to an historic win. So good. So what now? Does Fozzie lose his job? Or does he keep it and go on and win the championship before heading to the World Cup? I'm picking he keeps it. Off the back fence with Tony Kemp. Bang. Kempy, you picking he keeps it? I've said it all along. I said it all last week. Mm. I don't think they'll make a change. I think they're going to get through this championship. And if they if they show up, you've got to think about it. If they show up, they come home, have a rest, re- refresh, go get some confidence out of this is, they go and put their bledders low back in the cabinet. How are they going to sack mm. them? Yeah, no, all signs are, I reckon all signs are showing. All signs are showing that uh, on the weekend that they just... The weekend before, I felt like there was a lot of individual errors. And that's that's not your coach's problem. You know, the, that's, that comes into preparation and your players... Um, you know, nailing their, and executing their roles. On the weekend, we saw that. They executed their roles. They had a game plan in place. They won the air. The set-piece dominance. They, they nullified the Springboks' uh, more defense, uh, more attack. So they just did everything that was asked of them. And, and look, all, all honestly, if they had gone 0-2, it would have been an easy decision. Now that they've gone 1-1, one and, one, and I picked it, I said to you, oh, I said to you boys, you said it was 0-2. Remember that, boys? Let's go play those clips. Yeah, play those clips where you boys said they'll get, they'll get done 2-0. Told you. They'll scrape one over there. That's what they do. Um, and, uh, like, it, yeah, they've made the decision hard. If I'm going to be completely honest, I, I feel like Wednesday, I th- I, like from, from hearing the press conference yesterday, I feel like they've made that decision. And now this is just because they won, they've had to prolong that decision-making the middle of the week just to give them time to get home and, and, and uh, put things in place. So, look, Jim Kays is going to come up shortly, and we're going to talk about the press conference. But, um, yeah, I've got a sense that I feel for Fozzie. I'm human, and, and look, I, I just feel for him. He's been thrown mm. and hung out to dry completely by his own organisation. And a man that has just... Like, you got to think about... Louis, you got to think about... Foster as a coach and what he has given to this country over the last 12 to 13 years, he's given them two, two World Cups. He's given them, no, he's given them one World Cup, but he's, uh, 2015, he's held on to the Blairslow Cup. He's won a handful of rugby championships. He's done a lot for this country, and a lot of people are quick to forget that. 
Hey, Izzy, I, I, look, I, I don't think that Ian Foster's the right person to coach the All Blacks, but I still think I think that you can think that and then also think he's being treated despicably by New Zealand rugby throughout this process. And I, that press conference yesterday made me feel for him. And I actually don't really care about the coaching thing at the moment. I think there's bigger issues at play. And this divide between the All Blacks and New Zealand rugby, it's a bizarre one. Jim Kayes is going to chat about it. Right now it's half past seven. The Black Caps are 90 for three over in the Caribbean. Here's Aroha the News for Kubota together with shaping and building New Zealand. There is a lot of water to go under the bridge, and I think your instincts on the decision being made then unmade could be bang on here. Back after this with a bit more of an update on the cricket and the choices for him, Paul. SENZ 92-4-3 right now. Williamson on 23. Glenn Phillips on 20 off 15. Uh, the run rate of 6.9 to the Black Caps going pretty good yet again. First week of the FedEx Cup playoffs are on right now in Memphis. Cam Smith given a two-shot penalty to start the day from something that happened yesterday was pretty interesting. The leaderboard is stacking up, though, for a big finish over there in Memphis. 0800-150-811. The Kennards High phone line's there for you to talk anything rugby or anything else. And, gentlemen, it's been a while since we've been able to do this. Choices Flooring's... Adobe Hybrid Collection, the water-resistant flooring choice. Time for the choices flooring poll. Head into the SENZ app, click on Izzy and Kempe for breakfast, our stream, and have your choice in the poll. It's been a while since we've been able to do this, Kempe. We didn't, certainly didn't do it last week. There's been so much doom and gloom about sporting performances of the last wee while. But this weekend, the stars aligned. And we're doing an El, an El Clasico. An El Clasico uh, choices flooring poll. What was the performance of the weekend? Because there were so many good ones to actually choose from. The stars aligned. Brentford embarrassed Kez's Manchester United. Absolutely toweled them up. <laughs> the All Blacks put in a shift of historic proportions over there at Alex Park. Alice Park. The Warriors, Sean Johnson threw it back and said, stuff your retirement plans, Kempe. I'm not moving to Booper. Rubbing some, rubbing it in me face. He was love it. <laughs> and the Otago Nuggies, as Tommy Abercrombie said, well, they were huge and they got a win. Brentford All Blacks Warriors Nuggets. Who had the performance of the weekend, Kimpy? Oh, mate, I, I'd loved for me. I'd love to say the Warriors, but the All Blacks stump them. You know, I'd going to going and calling that game with Sammy Hewitt. And just just to give Sammy a bit of a, a plug here, if he ain't calling, if he ain't calling live on Sky soon. I'll, I'll eat my hat. He's the best commentator we've got in this country. Um, but I thought it, the All Blacks were up against it, mate. And the, for them to come out, I, I don't think they just won. I think they won emphatically in a, in a place where they shouldn't have won. You know, like every, everything was stacked against them. So for me, Louis, um, I'm going to say the All Blacks 100%. Daggy? Beautiful. Kempe, shout out to the NBL for me. Like, shout out to the NBL and, and the. the the, the watch, mate. It was a great watch on TV. When you go and watch it, the crowds were, the the, the stands were packed. The crowds were amongst it, and there was some actually quality uh, NBL. So that was a cracking uh, final between the Nuggets and Tuatara. But for me, Kimpy, same as you, mate. I, I was just, yeah, I was a bit apprehensive 
Obviously, I actually recorded it, lads. I actually recorded it. I was going to get up at 2 and watch it, and I was like, nah, nah I'll, I'll record it. I'll watch it with Arlo, and Arlo lasted five minutes, and then I watched uh, some YouTube rubbish. You know, I sat there by myself. <laughs> um, I recorded it, and I was sitting there at 7.30 when I got up and watched the game, and I was a little bit nervous, and just seeing the build-up, the plane, the jet flying over the roof, and then just seeing them from the outset get going, and then after a couple of minutes, just really... Just a sense of pride was coming through me, my veins. I was getting nervous, especially towards the end when I see the boys um, come from the unknown. It lasts 14 minutes, 14 men, uh, only 40 men on the park, and they're down by a couple of tries, mate. Like to go out there and put on uh, a performance like that in the last 14 minutes with the man down just brought a whole sense of pride for me. So, yeah, just all backs for me through and through. Performance of the weekend. Have your choice. Choices for him poll in the ECNZ app. Now go and vote away. Jim Kay is speaking about the All Blacks. So actually more so New Zealand rugby is going to be up after this. Though It's 23 minutes away from 104 for three. The Black Caps going well over there in the Caribbean. Yes, coming up to 18 away from eight. We've got Conrad Smith coming up after eight o'clock. We're going to talk that midfield performance. A clinic, Harvelli. Enrico Ioane. But before then, we're going to talk about the performance yesterday afternoon, 5.30, around about the time. It was instantly an on-field performance that will not be forgotten for a long time. Everything the rugby public, coaching staff and playing group had been crying out for clicked, and Alice Park was silenced again. But the noise around New Zealand rugby and Ian Foster's future has just grown louder, fueled by quite bizarre press conference called by NZR CEO Mark Robinson yesterday evening. Either back him or sack him. Why can't you do that? Well, like I say, we, we'll, we'll take stock of the um, of the conversation, the information coming out of the uh, out of the camp, and we'll, we'll comment later in the week. Ian Foster himself also fronted media overnight and was asked if he feels like he has the support of his bosses. I certainly feel I've got the support and backing of the All Blacks. And, and I believe I've got the support and, you know, I, I think New Zealand rugby's still, you know, we're still, I guess there's still processes that they want to go through to, to categorically say that. But what I do know is that to coach this team, you have to have categoric support. Mm, the support of the All Blacks, which no doubt includes Captain Sam Kane, but not New Zealand rugby. Myself and um, plenty of the leaders are certainly available for, for the board or um, anyone who would like to, to seek our opinion. I think we've probably uh, you know, got a better insight than, than most. We've been in here and knowing footy and, and working with him um, day in, day out. So, yeah, we're always available for comment. So after an all-time All Blacks win, the drama angst and divide seems to be as real as ever inside NZR. Jim Kays is a rugby journalist who's seen it all, and he's with us now. Morning, Jim. Good morning. What a mess. What a mess, mate. How sloppy is this? <laughs> yeah, sloppy's a good description. Um, that, that grab you, you ran, that was me saying stack him or back him. And, and I think that they mm. just need to do that. This is a soap opera. They need to, you know, he needs clarity and confirmation of what he's doing, and so do the players. It's it's quite clear, Izzy. There is a significant disconnect between HQ and the team. Mm. Uh, I tried to ask um, Robbo about that on that Zoom press conference, and he sort of deflected. But but there is. There's a significant disconnect. I was told, and I asked him about this uh, yesterday, that he had a rather heated conversation with 
several senior All Blacks who, who were pretty frustrated at what was going on. This is immediately after the mm. game. Um, and he sort of finished up by telling them to, to stay in their lane. Um, so, you know, you look at this and wow. you just say, well, there's a, a, a coach who's backed by his players, um, but not backed by New Zealand rugby. And you've got to, I think we have to also accept that Ian Foster's never really captured the public support. Uh, there was a, a poll on stuff yesterday saying, did the result against South Africa suggest that he should stay on? 75% of almost 8,000 people said no, that he should go. Mm. Um so it is. It's 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 a it's a mess, but it's been extremely poorly handled uh, by New Zealand rugby. I was thinking, as in, and you were you were around for this back in 2011. You guys played that Test match at Port Elizabeth, and um, mm. uh, then went on to Brisbane for the last game before the, the Rugby World Cup, and, and I was there as, as as part of the media. And as we flew back, when we got to Sydney Airport. Two or three of the All Blacks, I know it was Jose Gere and Liam Messam, and I think I think Crockett uh, had been told that they weren't part of the World Cup squad and they had to go back onto an international flight to go home while the rest of us went up to, to Brisbane. It was brutal to see, absolutely brutal to see. But when I think about it now, mate, that was the sort of honesty that actually needs to be happening with Ian Foster right now. If it's brutal, just mm. tell him and he'll move on. But at the moment, they're leaving him in limbo, and I think that's really unprofessional. And you touched on his mental health, mate, and I think it was a great question. It was throughout the, the evening, and, and Mark Robinson said he didn't really answer any of those questions. He never really alluded to the, the help and, and the support that Fozzie and, and all the rest of the team are, are getting through this. But, mate, do you think Mark Robinson's job's safe? Um, that's a great question. <coughs> I'll, I'll go back half. <laughs> Look, it probably is because because he'll deflect a lot of this onto the board. But I think when New Zealand rugby had the chance, when they replaced the two Stevens, Hanson and Chew, they could have been a lot bolder and a lot more adventurous and a lot more um, forward-thinking than they were. They picked a CEO who, to, to, from what we've all seen, can't make a decision. And they picked a coach who was a continuation of what they already had in place. And I thought at the time they missed the trick. You know, should have gone with Razor as the coach and should have gone bolder with the CEO. So I think we're seeing now a very conservative board, a very conservative New Zealand rugby organisation, not really knowing, dithering, not being able to decide what they're going to do uh, around their head coach. And, And as I say, a head coach who, yes, they had a magnificent win against South Africa, but he hasn't really captured the rugby public's imagination. I think that's fair to say. People haven't really swung in behind Fozzie. So they've got a big PR mess on their hands a year out from a Rugby World Cup. Yeah, Jim, it's Kempi, mate. Hey, it looked looked like they had a decision already made and then (laughs) sort of backtracked through the interview, did you feel? Tony, I think they had a decision made and it was based on the fact that they thought the All Blacks were going to lose to South Africa. And then the All Blacks turned around and, and won. And, and they won their third consecutive test match at Alice Park. So if it's a fortress, then it's not a bad fortress for the All Blacks. Third consecutive yeah. test match. So, yeah, I think that they had a decision made. And then the All Blacks went out and played so superbly. And all of a sudden they went, oh, hang on a sec. We've got a no problem on our hands here. We've got no plan B. We've got a PR disaster. Do we sack a coach just after they've beaten South Africa at the Fortress in, in Alice Park? That is Alice Park? 
Ooh, that's a tricky one to sell, isn't it? I've got mates who, who aren't big fans of Ian Foster who texted me saying this is a shambles. This is like Shortland Street. You know, it's, it's not good. No. And then, which leads me into the next question, Steve Hansen's conversation where he came out and played his card, he had the player's card and back Fozzie, you know, um, and he basically said in between the lines that the issue isn't the the coach, the issue is the connect disconnect between the CEO, the board and the all-black team. And how we're yep. seeing that played out now, there's been talk about Robinson and, of course, Fozzie. Um, what about, where does this board play their part? You know, like the leadership should, surely comes through the governance, doesn't it? Yep, it's the board who select the coach, who, who, who pick the coach. So, yeah, absolutely it falls on the board. Um, one of the great things if you're on a board, uh, particularly the New Zealand Rugby Union board, is that you seem to sort of hide back in the shadows and it's the CEO who cops all of the blame when things go wrong. But you're 100% correct, mate. The board has been sloppy around this. The board made the decision to appoint Ian Foster. They just, they need to come out and say, as a board, he's our man. He's going through to the next World Cup. End of conversation. Not going to be discussed again between now and the end of the World Cup. Or they need to get rid of him and bring in Razor. It's really, really simple. Just be decisive and definitive one way or the other, because that's what people want. And if it's Ian Foster, we'll all get him behind him. But come out and say it. Yep, he's our man right through to the next World Cup. All right, Jim, Oracle, K's. What's your gut telling you, mate? <laughs> what is your gut leading towards this week? What do you think? Is he taking us through the World Cup or will there be change? Based purely on last night's ridiculous press conference where the CEO refused to back his coach, I'd suggest that he's a Gonberger because if he wasn't, he would have said he's our man. So based purely on that press conference, I think that they're going to replace him and they're going to replace him with, with Scott Robertson, who's really the only option. Uh, it's, it's not going to be um, Joe Schmidt because he doesn't want to do the travel. So, you know, I just look at it and think, well, if he was, if he was going to be retained, then that press conference yesterday would have been uh, Mark Robinson saying, Ian Foster's our man, let's go, let's move on. But he didn't say that. Oh, so you've got to think that oh, they're going oh. to get rid of him. I've had a little whisper there, uh, Jim, that maybe Ooh. Joe Smith's bloody chucked his hat in the hat in the ring, mate. I think he got a little bit excited by this opportunity. Well, he'd be a very good option, wouldn't he? Um, and a cheaper <laughs> option too, because he wouldn't he wouldn't be wouldn't be sacking half of the team, I think, which is what Razor would do. Um, yeah, so if they if they do bring him in, then then that's a good option through to the next World Cup. So if if he's had a bit of a change of heart, and as you say, it must be. I mean, it must be exciting being involved in the All Blacks. It must be intoxicating, really. You know, once you're in there, you'd you'd never want to leave. So, yeah, Joe Schmidt, not a bad coach to have on hand. Um, maybe they'll bring him in as some sort of a director of rugby or something, is he? And keep Foster mm. keep Foster in there as well. For sure. It's, that Ooh. interview yesterday's given us no light. It shed no light on the situation, <laughs> whether whether, what, not, whether not Scott it? wants to do it. Yeah, exactly. What is the process? <laughs> like? We're, we're no better off, are we, Jim? No, I don't know why they called that press conference. All it did was muddy the waters even more. Um, when you've got a CEO calling a press conference, and that's what he did, when you've got a CEO calling a press conference and then basically saying nothing, you've got to wonder mm. about the organisation, uh, y- you know, where is there? What are they doing? What are they doing from a PR perspective? Because that was a debacle, <laughs> absolute debacle. Yeah, I don't think I've ever been involved in a press conference like it. 
Yeah, it was crazy. It was crazy, Jim, but I'd like to commend you on your uh, questions throughout the, the presser. I thought they were fantastic. You did a great job, mate. We're going to have to let you go. Jim Kays no coming on and talking about that press conference. Thanks so much for your honesty and uh, well, Cheers, Jim. pretty damning conversations. Cheers, Jim. Cheers, fellas. Have a good day. There you go. Jim Kays. Yeah. And you're right, Izzy. Seven away from eight. He was asking the tough questions. It was uh, a very bizarre press conference. I've seen some weird ones. That would be right up there. Six and a half away from eight. 122 for five. The West Indies got some momentum back in their bowling and fielding efforts over there in the Caribbean. We'll have a little update for you after this. NZ Safety Blackwoods take care of business with tools, engineering, safety, workwear, footwear, hygiene and packaging. Phillips is swinging the ball away. That's Whoa. gone for six. What a shot over back was square. That was it with tremendous power. Phillips is looking to play the ball. The catch is taken. A little uh, a scoop. Well, they like that shot. There you go. Glenn Phillips was going really good. He was um, playing with some absolute oh, fearlessness. And then he eventually got out, caught out. Mitchell 14 from 15. Nishiman now, he's three from three balls, but the Windies have managed to tie the Black Caps down here. They're striking at seven and over 131 for five with about two overs to come or just one and a half overs to come, is he? So we'll see what they can finish on. Beautiful. Keep you up to date throughout the morning. Black Caps taking on the West Indies. Coming up, we're going to carry on the theme. We're going to talk to Conrad Smith, one of our greatest centres ever to play the game. We're going to talk that partnership between Havili and Rico Yuwani. They went leaps and bounds, had a cracking performance. So we'll talk that shortly. We're off to track down some McCafe coffees. And here's Aroha with the news for Kipota. Together we are shaping and building New Zealand. Chemist Warehouse Bundles of Joy Sale on now. Find 20% off the Philips Avent range. And Kogan Mobile, New Zealand's cheapest unlimited prepay plans. Visit koganmobile.co.nz. This is Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on SENZ. Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on SCNZ, Monday the 15th of August. It is just after 8 o'clock. If you've just joined us, welcome into the show. Big hour here. We're going to talk to Conrad Smith shortly. All Blacks, great centre. That pairing of Ma'anonu. Great to see Ma'anonu on the Sky Sports uh, panel over in South Africa asking some skucks-like questions. Oh, Ma, what a character. I'll we'll have to ask Conrad about that. Seen his good mate there doing things for Sky Sport. But in the last hour, we had a good hour. We took, spoke to Tom Abercrombie, the Breakers and uh, Tall Blacks legend, talking about the NZ NBL, the Otago's getting the job done. And he really touched on the whole 
uh, competition as a whole and the success it had. So make sure you head to Izzy and Kempe for breakfast on the SCNZ app and our podcast. You can hear from Tom and Crombie and you can also hear from Jim Kays. He works for Sky Sports. He's a rugby journalist and, well, he asked the hard questions yesterday and that's press conference that uh, gave us really nothing at all. But anyway, a big week ahead. There'll be lots coming out. But today and right now, we want to talk performance. We want to talk a performance for the All Blacks. The centre pairing, Rico Iwani, David Havili, a lot of names. You can pretty much name the whole entire squad uh, doing their jobs and nailing their jobs. And that's what you have to do in the All Blacks. Don't worry about anything else but just nailing your job. And our next guest, he did that week in, week out. It was one of our great All Blacks performances. Backs against the wall. And the boys went into the cauldron and lifted immensely. There was one unreal effort across the pitch. But it's got to be said, Rico Iwani probably played his best game at centre and did himself very proud. A bloke who knows for sure, though, is the great man, the great centre, Conrad Smith. And he's on the line with us now. No doubt he's biked, well, half around Taranaki because every morning he biked. He did the Fiji, tore the Fiji. Bula, Conrad. (laughs) <laughs> well, that was a great intro. No, great performance. It was good, good to get back from Fiji and watch that sort of game. Yeah, it was a great performance, uh, particularly with our centre pairing, who we've been chopping and changing week in, week out, trying to find that perfect combination. But this week, I felt, or on the weekend, they, they went, took a step in the right direction, mate. For you, Rico Iwani, you impressed? Yep, yeah, and to be to be fair to Rico, like he's he's been um, brilliant. I mean, I know he's been quiet maybe the last couple of weeks, but the opportunities he gets, um, he always looks good. Um, and you know, Avili, you know, David, I, I actually for me, he was even. Um, oh, I was more impressed with his performance. Like, man, he's come a long way, and like um, probably be one of the first guys I'd pick now in that back line. Um, based on that performance, he, he just offers, you know, so much more. He's helping, you know, the teams taking a lot of pressure off um, whether it's Bodie or Richie that you're playing there, because I think you can play both of those guys. Um, but David, there, you know, and that's not taking anything away from Quinton. You know, you've got a lot of depth. Mm. We always do in New Zealand rugby, but um, I think David just offered a little bit more, and maybe that's the experience he's had. Um, but. And, and just giving them a bit of time there together, building a partnership, I know it's something um, I was keen to see, and, and, and that's what Fozzie, you know, stuck with after South Africa. could easily change um, after that first test, but he stuck with them again, and, 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 you know, that's what happens when you've got quality players. They can bounce back and, and produce a performance like that. What, what, what was the, the key factors for the bounce back, particularly in our back attack there, Snakey? Oh, the, oh, one thing I really noticed was our, our effort. You could particularly see on the counter-attack, you saw Rico, you saw David Harvey really busting you know, their backsides to get back yeah. and be another support. But what for you was the, the difference this week? Yeah, I, I think, you know, all round, I, I think you need you know, back. You and me would always say it. You've got to do the work up front. It's easy when you're, you know, getting game on. And that's, you know, we were getting set-piece ball. We were recycling, giving ourselves, you know, and it was a bit more front football that they had this time to work off. So... That, that all makes a difference. Um, and, and then just winning collisions. And, and you're right, though, that the energy was just a lot better. Um, and not, not just from the backs, from from all the players. They were up for this and, you know, we had to be. So uh, it, it was just, 
it was great to see and, and they, they were enjoying it and, and I'm, I'm sure it's already been said but the way they sort of came back towards the end of the game because it looked like it was slipping away um, you know that, that's that's a massive um, test to the you know to the the pride and, and the resilience within the group, which is uh, yeah, it's great to great to see and great as, as an All Black supporter as we are now. It's um, yeah, so it's, it's, it's awesome to see that on the field. Hey Con- Conrad, what about all the um, conversation around the coaching um, of Fozzie and and the the relationship with Robinson and the board? What do you make of all that? Yeah, look, I I don't. I mean, I don't read into it a lot. I don't follow it a lot. Um, I, I do think, and I, I think even Fozzie might have said it after the game, it, it has got, uh, personally, I, I think it's gone a little bit too far. And, and it's and it's like we're judging the guy on the personality as if he was a politician or something, you know. <laughs> like, all mm-hmm. fair game, you know, you judge him on the performance on the field. But that, that, that's what he gets judged on, you know. And some people don't seem to like him and, and think that's, He's no longer worthy of being the All Black coach just because they don't like his personality, or he doesn't maybe say the right things. I don't know. Like you just judge him on his performances, and I know we haven't been up to the mark. But look, there, there could be a lot of reasons for that. And, you know, I've got my own, and I don't think it's the coach's fault, and it's definitely not Sam Kane's fault because you can throw him the stuff he's directed at him is just outrageous. Like. You know, we're, we're rugby players. We don't need to win a publicity battle to keep our jobs, but that's what it feels like at the moment. So, yeah, yeah. that's... Yeah, I don't know the reasons for that. There's bigger uh, social issues and things like that. But, uh, yeah, it has gone <laughs> a little bit too far in my mind. Conrad, on the coaching, you've been coached by um, Ian Foster, particularly with the backs, over our entire career, really. We were under him and... I've talked about it week in, week out. He's a very smart coach, technically, and technically he nails his role. And you've seen over the last couple of weeks, have you seen a real shift in the way the backs have been particularly attacking and particularly in in phase play? And you've noticed the the change that we've seen from Fozzie's influence on the backs? Yeah, yeah. Like you say, he's a very smart guy. You know, like he's not many better around in terms of their tactical Mm. mouth and. Um, you know what what he's done. I'm, I'm sure he would have been, you know, picked up from watching Super Rugby, watching international rugby. You know, he'd have a few things that he thinks we can, you know, can be a point of difference for this All Black side. Um, and, and he would have been hammering on those, you know, for, from the start of the campaign. And 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 a lot of them, you know, maybe take a little bit of time to adjust to. And and that's why, you know, potentially it, was, it didn't click in the first few weeks just because it was it was always going to take a bit of time but um, look based on that last performance you know it's pretty exciting you know what they're doing um, there's, there's a lot of other players that can slot in and, and do their roles um, within this all black backline so look I, I think it's, it's still exciting and you know we're, we're posing plenty of threats um, now with, with that performance so you know and, and that's what you've just got to keep being judged on and, and hopefully they can continue it what do you make of Jace Ryan's um, impact over the last couple of weeks, Conrad? You know, he's with the group, uh, Lomax, Takuiho in the front row, really courageous decisions to put those three in there. Do you think they made a massive ch- um, difference to the game on the weekend? Yeah, I do. And that's coming from a centre, so you're not looking at the comment here. But, uh, <laughs> no, they, they were awesome. And, and, you know, like for me, I'm, I'm wanting those guys to be able to 
carry a ball, make game line, and all of them have done that. And, and even their little touches, they've been able to link with backs, and, and, and that's been, you know, that's gold. So, look, I, I, um, I don't know Jace as a coach. Um, I, he's obviously done a great job um, with the Crusaders over a number of years. Uh, so, look, it's having an impact um, on, on the forwards. And, and, you know, they did a, there was a great work, you know, playing against a team that loves to maul and we're just going to that all day. And, you know, we weren't sacking, we were competing, we got some harsh penalties. I thought, you know, some of those lifting of the leg, look, uh, little little stuff, but it's, it's difficult in there. So, um, but, and we kept fronting and, and we just kept holding out, you know, a number of drives, which was um, really good to see. All right, before I get to the performance of uh, Ma'a Nonu Skucks, your partner in crime, let's talk. I've got a question on the, t- on the text machine for you. Hey, lads, question for Snakey. The season has similarities to the 2009 season. How did Snakey feel they managed to turn things around then, and could that translate with this group? Yeah, I, I've thought about that a little bit. I, obviously, in 2009, we were over in Africa and, and lost a couple um there and then obviously lost again when we come home. So I just remember there was a whole lot of soul searching um, through that season, even at the end of that. And it was the one time, you know, in my whole career that I, you know, we felt that South Africans had our number, like another team were, were better than us. And um, and look, and it just meant a whole, like, probably, probably very similar to what's going on now. The coaches had a look at themselves, there was a few rejigging of roles. You know, we brought in a lot of the leadership um, ideas that car- we carried on for the next seven, eight years. We'll probably still going. Um, so yeah, it, it's uh, it can you know when you use it the right way, that sort of adversity is, is can do great things to a team. Um, whether that's happening now, I'm sure that there's lots of similar reactions going on now. And look, it, it could be. It's um, I hope so. It's, and I was hopeful even, you know, after we lost that second Irish test, I remember saying, look, these, these things um, aren't always bad. And I, I knew how good a team the Irish were. And Saturday, you can say the same thing. So um, I'm, I'm sure that, you know, good can come out of this. Yep, take a lot from the adversity that they've been uh, enduring over the last couple of weeks. Hey, thank you. Before we let you go, mate, Ma'a Nonu taking over the mic. What was your initial reaction to his questions? Come on. Mate, I've got to be on. No, I didn't, yeah, I'm, mate, I'm watching at three in the morning. I've got the kids next door. I have volume right down. I, I have seen that. I'll have, to, um, I'll have to find out. I didn't even know he was doing it. I talked to my ass to a lot. He kept, he kept that under wraps, but I uh, I didn't hear it. I'm sorry. I haven't heard any of his, um, his oh. comments or questions. I'll, I'll, repeat, I'll repeat one. He goes, Hey, Fozzy, come here. Give me a hug. Gives him a hug quickly. And then he goes, hey, uh, that 15, is that your best 15 that of the year? Is that your number one team? <laughs> <laughs> oh, mate, bring his true self. He's bringing his talent. I love it already. <laughs> Oi, and his other, his other question. Hey, Foz, the D, you got beaten on the outside quite a few times. What was the problem there? <laughs> <laughs> oh, brilliant. Uh, I'll, I'll have to track it down. <laughs> I didn't even know he was going over, so there you go. Oh, mate, it, was crack up. it was very, it was very funny. But just quick before we let go, you would have seen the defence. Um, they they were getting a lot of games, particularly when 
Willie LaRue come on was is that a, a is that somewhere we should be worried about and is that quite an easy fix? Well, I, I think again you go back to the source like it was a lot of from the driving um, lineouts and so we were mm. probably putting an emphasis on that and it was tying up you know a few of our Lucys that maybe as backs you know we'd like them to, to hang off. Um, so then when they were peeling away, look, they were a good side, they realised we were stopping them all, they were coming away and, and it was looking a little bit easy. So I, we'd just have to be smart and, and not, you know, commit like that all the time or, or adjust just a little bit quicker to help the backs out. Because I don't think, you know, and I'd have to look at it again, but I don't think we were necessarily making bad decisions. We were just a few, maybe even just one or half a man down and that's enough for a, a good South African side, and, and that was giving them the space. Makes sense, makes sense, Snakey. Appreciate you coming on the show, mate, and I appreciate no problem, man. Take, looking after Tilly for, for a week, mate. You really made my holiday that much easy. Thank you so much. <laughs> no, it was great. It was good to catch up, mate, and uh, having a chat. Yeah, awesome. Thank you, Conrad. Appreciate it. That was Conrad Smith. Oh, crack up over there. I was like to Conrad, I was like, where's Conrad? Oh, they're at golf. And then the next day, where's Conrad? Oh, they're at golf again. And I'm looking after his kids in the <laughs> pool. And I was like, where do I send the invoice, Snake? He was laughing. I love that chat. I, I absolutely love that chat. Listening to a like a a, a very analytical mind in and very around smart. how you f- mm. how you fix up that, that little problem in the D, D line. You know, I can imagine him when he was in the All Black team just having those little chats to to individual blokes saying, mate, because I remember him being such a good defender and he would have been yeah. putting people in his position uh, on the football field to say, right, I need you to be right here when I'm making this, when I'm going to make this decision now. I need you to clean it up for me, okay? So, mate, I love it. I love that chat. It was awesome. It, it made sense too because it, when you think of it initially, you probably think, oh, no, Rico Ioni's got caught in tight. Um, so they're obviously finding a bit of space or, you know, why are, they, why are they finding that space? And you don't think about the importance of your loose forwards on the inside channel that gives you the, the allowance to go wider and get on the outside so you're not showing that space on the outside and, and you don't really think about that. And he's dead right because what do we want to do? We want to stop malls. We want to stop malls, so you've got to put more bodies in there, you've got to put more players in there. That obviously shortens up your... Yeah, backline defence. So, mm. mate, very analytical mind, a very smart mind, and one of the the greatest players, particularly with work rate, you'd ever play. Like, what do you want from your centres when you're an outside back, when you catch that ball? You want options. You want options on the outside who worked extremely hard to get back. Conrad Smith and Ma'anone, mate. I actually even saw someone tweeting last night, Conrad Smith, the new CEO of NZ Rugby, <laughs> just actually throwing his name in the hat in the ring for the big job. I know he's doing great things around world rugby at the moment. It would be good to get him on to talk just generally the game, is he in the evolution of the sport at some stage? Because yeah. I know he's got deep thoughts on that. How's Dave Rennie going this morning, boys? Cheers, Gary. Yeah, well, he'll be wounded. We'll talk about that during the week, Gary. I mean, they, they had it real hard. How good was Sam Kane in that first test? What did you think, lads? Is he Sam Kane? I thought he was great, mate. Yeah, honestly, I thought I thought the biggest, the best thing he did was probably like not his on-field performance, but I think his decision making, his leadership that he showed out on the out on the park. Like they were under, they had South Africa under so much pressure in that first ten minutes, and they were going for the corner, they were going for the corner, trying to get the rolling more, they were trying to go up in fives and sevens. That didn't eventuate. He made decision, take the three. Scoreboard pressure, just keep it ticking over. So I think his 
leadership and decision making as a captain took a real step in the right direction. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll be honest, I didn't know a hell of a lot about Fletcher Newell, but that kid has a massive future. Really rated what he did in the weekend, especially on debut. Didn't look out of place. Him and DeGroote are the future with Tamaiti Williams too. That's Brad and Fletcher, so proud of Fletcher. My mum sent me a photo from just down the road from our place on the state highway in Leithfield. <laughs> uh, Big Arnold had gone and put a uh, spray-painted Fletcher Newell all black from Leithfield Beach up there. I just, uh, It's just unreal. From it is Speaking of nuggety, hey, hey, Kevy, speaking of nuggety and Louis, that is a nugget. <laughs> He's a little nugget, isn't he? So good. And, and you know, red hair as well in the front row. Hey, Kempe. Oh. you got to hit you, mate. When you, when you see blokes built like that with red hair, yep. look out. <laughs> look out. Stay out of the way. He'd have, I tell you what, he'd have big hands, and you wouldn't want to let him get hold of you. Oh. Like you got to have footwork. Snap, <laughs> snap a clock. Um, all right. Now, so 22 minutes past eight. Here with Kimmel's Warehouse. Great savings every day. The Black Caps finished up 145 for seven. Let's take in a little bit of that last over. NZ Safety Blackwoods take care of business with tools, engineering, safety, workwear, footwear, hygiene and packaging. But to the drive-in, Moff takes the catch. The West Indies are on fire to the Park. So he swings the ball away, more runs out towards the white long on the area. One will come back for the second, surely they will. So the last two balls in return comes in, six runs come in. But overall, a very good effort on the part of the West Indies side. And I'm sure there's a huge cheer around the Caribbean. 145 for 7 at the end of over number 20. Sony 6, Bristol 3. And, and one the West Indies right now, 10 for none. So they are chasing that 145 score. We'll keep you updated throughout the day. Hey, a bit of mail has just come straight into the DMs, boys. Watch out for Finlay Brewis. He's the next All Blacks prop. Ooh. 23 minutes past 8. Ooh. Back with Paulie Mawadi, the party. 28 minutes past 8 a.m. this morning. Oh, the text machine is flying. You've got them going, Daggy. You're back. Mm. You got them going. We'll get to a couple of those in just a wee while, although I will read you one. If I wanted to go to a circus, just listen to the New Zealand Rugby Press Conference instead. A hell of a lot cheaper and way funnier. <laughs> Thanks. That's a great one from Dino. <laughs> Thanks, Dino. Um, speaking of funny and a circus, Paul Mawadi, dab.co.nz. Paulie, how are we? Yeah, I'm good. Not as good as SENZ, though. You go, the Nuggies. Go, the Nuggies. Go, mate. the mate, Nuggies. Cut it, cut, it, cut it out. You're 50K richer, mate. <laughs> well, don't worry about that. I'm just, I just had a look at the uh, outright market for the Sal's NBL, and you could have got the Nuggies at $21 during the season. Uh, to win the NBL, so uh, and there are a few people that did jump on, um, but yeah, looking back at the test match, as you say, there was that 50k bet on South Africa, also a couple of ten thousand dollar bets on South Africa at a dollar fifty. Um, the biggest bets on the All Blacks, two five thousand dollar bets on the All Blacks to win two dollars and seventy cents. So, and in the end, we got yeah. a lot of late money on the All Blacks. The faithful. The faithful. They're the yeah. real faithful ones, those ones. Well done. Yeah, that's a good effort. Hey, but guys, don't feel too don't feel too bad because the, the TAB did take a bit of a bath on Saturday a couple of times. Dawn Jesse tipped at sevens on the mail run into three dollars at jump or thereabouts. And little Joe eights into what would that close at about three thirty as well, so I think Paulie. So a couple of plunges landed at Tauranga. 
there were some very big plungers landed at Tauranga, and there was a plunge on Joe on Courtney Place, I think, this weekend as well, and that came in as well. <laughs> we don't we know it? Yeah, little Joe, <laughs> hey? <laughs> Thank you, Paulie. Big week this week. We'll uh, catch up tomorrow. We'll talk some rugby leagues. I know Kempi's gagging to get into it. Um, t- download the TAB app today and go and have a look at all of those marks. Our choices for our poll results, not far away. The Windies are 21 for none right now, and we're going to get to some of these texts. We'll do that after Aroha with the news for Kubota, together with Shaping and Building New Zealand. SENZ, we're 27 away from 9 o'clock this morning. The phone lines are open, 0800 We want to hear from you on the Kennards Hire phone line this morning. All things All Blacks. Has your opinion changed of Ian Foster now? Nice easy one for you because I don't know if mine has necessarily, but I can understand why if you listen to what he's been saying about where he wants this team to get to. Will Zalatoris is leading at 14 under with Stracker. Up there at the FedEx uh, St. Jude Championship. Finau is two shots back, tied for third with Glover Harmon and Molino. So we're kind of just waiting, really, for the big guns to unleash. The FedEx Cup playoffs always such a great weekend. Uh, your choices for in pole, though, fellas. Um, and, it, and it was actually a landslide today. Look for a flooring that's scuff, scratch and water resistant. Choose Adobe Hydrid, Hybrid from Choices Flooring. All Blacks, performance of the weekend. Brentford All Blacks, Warriors Nuggets, All Blacks, landslide. 52% of the vote, then the Warriors, then Brentford and Nuggets tied on 13%. And it's easy to see why Izzy and the Tips machine is just starting to heat up with some good opinion on that game. Yeah, some great messages coming through. And there was one comment from Conrad Smith where he touched on Foster and Sam Kane, just really basically talking about it's probably basically not down to them and, and what they've been doing and, and pretty much just banged on the money with what he was about to say. But here's a message from Brenton. Hey, guys, I hope people are now starting to realise I don't think the issue is fuzzy. Uh, not every coach is perfect, but I think the issue is, like Steve Hansen said, is more above Fozzie with the CEO, etc. Also, how good was our hooker and blindside? Some real work rate and mongrel. I thought our props were great. They need to be starting 99% of the tests till the World Cup. Brenton, he's pretty much alluding to Tokiaho and uh, Shannon Frizzell, who I thought was the biggest winner in that test match. We've been looking for that mongrel and someone to bring that. Jerome Kino like uh, situation to the game, and I thought he did it well. But we're going to go cross over to Irish John from Taranaki. He wants to talk ABs. Irish John, good morning. Morning, morning, boys. All right, all right, my friend. All right, my friend. You you stuck it into us in the Irish series. What do you got? Are you going to pat us on the back now? Oh well, no, absolutely. It's powerful stuff. Yeah. Well, so. Um, like the elephant in the room, as we all know, a big elephant. Mm. You know, it's like the players, fair play to them. They, as you know, easy and okay, they stepped up as a team. That's mm. fantastic for the country and everything. Like you take that box, but as, yeah. as Jim Clay said, like when you when you have, if, if it's true, uh, Robertson saying to some of the players to get back in their lane. What the mm. f is going on? What do you What do you feel is going to happen this week, mate? 
I feel sorry for Fuzzy, like, but at the end of the day, it comes down to coaching, and yeah, oh, I, I think they have, as Jim says, what, uh, Jim K, I think it, it's, it's done, it's a done deal, yeah. Yeah, it's a done deal, they're just prolonging the process. Hey, Irish John, we appreciate you coming on the show, mate. Be like Irish John, give us a call, 0800 150 we're talking All Blacks. Is Fuzzy's job safe? Have you changed your perspective on Fuzzy? Or is it still the same? You think they need change? Keep the messages coming through. There's a few on the Temper Bedpost text machine there, Louis. Yeah, what a shame Big Ben Afiaki had to give up the game. He would have been the world's oh. premier prop right now. Big, strong, Thanks. athletic, fast and fit. Is it a mentality thing with Kimby? Uh, so with these new props, Kimby, or is it just their shape and the way they play is different? It's actually a stylistic thing. Yeah, I look, I think I think it's wonderful the shape in there is, you know, they like I said, um I've said all all along with the Groot especially, it's the it's the mentality and the aggressiveness that they bring with it, their body shape, that Jason Ryan is able to tap into and manipulate to get the job done. You know what I mean? And and mm. that's a real talent. Like there's so many guys you come you know, you ever you ever heard the, the term, you know, built like Tarzan, play like Jane? There's so many of them guys, you know, they strip down and and you and you go, whoa, man, look at that rig, you know. And then they go out and play, and it's like, mate, they go and give them, give them a bowl of milk, you know, take a sip that up. Um, whereas what Jason Ryan's done is he's got into their head, and he's taken that aggressiveness that they've got, and he's fine tu- he's fine tuning it, he's fine tuning. Just you know, the, the other thing about this, he's been in there for two weeks. Imagine when he's been in there for two years. Mm. If this guy's that good, you know what I mean? If he can do that, he's moved that front row to the... Because at the end of the day, if we don't get our front row right, I don't care what you say. If they can't pack down in the scrum, if they can't hold their own in the middle of the park, Richie Mwango doesn't do what he get, doesn't get to do what he does behind it. And I think Jason Wines needs a big pat on the back. And that's what it is, Kempe. Like these these boys, they're not just mobile, fit. They actually nail their core roles, which is holding down a scrum, a South African weapon, scrum, and mauls. They held their own in there, and then that allows them to play their game, and they've really fit. Like these props are fit. The group had to go away, get fit. He's come back fit. Fletcher Newell's fit. George Bauer, probably our most mobile forward. So gone are the days of just being one-dimensional prop. You've got to show all facets to play. Conrad touched on it. You've got to be able to interlink between your backs. And when it's when it's when you just got to front up and go tough, like those boys did, like you said, Kempe, they do that as well. So, mate, I was impressed. Now to back impressed by forwards. How good. Twenty-one away from nine. Now, Buller boys, great show. Richie Morgan cemented his spot at first five and steered the ship around the field. Kicks were accurate and nailed his penalties. That's Reese. James is wondering whether he should take the kicks full time. I'd say you're right, James, unless he's out of range. And then you got Geordie Barrett there. Somebody on the station said the Barrett brothers are overrated and shouldn't be in the team. But I thought Geordie and Scott were amazing. And Rico Prueva. Proved he's the number one centre in the country. That's from Chris, Scott Barrett, and Sam White, like I thought, as a second row. Their work rate was huge. Didn't, uh, boys, didn't hear the pile on the media haters when Fozzie put Tapire on for Kane to cover the backfield shortage numbers. Tactically, it's stute from Fozzie. Jamie, hashtag back the boys, Daggy. How's that for a hashtag? Back the boys. It's a matter of faith. Yes, 100% back them. And he's dead right. That was a great tactical change because they were getting. 
a lot of leeway out on the on the edges, so they obviously had to add that in there. Take out Sammy Kane, and this week, no one's complaining about that. Sammy Kane going off 10 minutes. So, uh, yeah, great, great work there from Foster. And Izzy, do you reckon Richie should take the kicks no matter what? I think he definitely should. That was from James. He kicked really well. The only time you bring Geordie in is when you're probably 50, 60 out. Give him a crack from long range because he's obviously got a bit more power. So some texts are saying back the boys. GD was only, is only backing certain boys because he says Robinson was an average all black and even less of a CEO. So GD is wanting to put the boot in this morning. And look, <laughs> there will be lots of people, uh, and it's got nothing to do with his rugby ability, but there will be lots of people scratching their head about that press conference. Another misstep by the all blacks media as far as I'm concerned. Anyway, does your field of dreams need an up? Upgrade, win a complete community sports field Renault with SCNZ and PGG rights and turf. Go to scnzradio.nz and head to the win page. Izzy's bomb squad, just like Will Jordan and Geordie Barrett after this yeah. here on SCNZ. NZ Safety Blackwoods take care of business with tools, engineering, safety, workwear, footwear, hygiene and packaging. Here's the ball which has swung away, lustily. Over the wicket, that's gone for six. Pitched up by Saudi. And King on his home ground, that was played with a washpan of disdain. There you go. The Windies are on fire. They're 59 for none. King is 38 of 22. Brooks, 14 of 22. Mitch Santon has gone for, oh, that's going to be 23 runs from two and a half overs. So 60 without loss yet, 7.3 overs through. The Windies look like they might be able to peg one back here unless the Black Caps can find themselves getting a wicket or two. Some great texts and double eight, double three. We'll get to those in a minute. But we all want to hear from the main man, the man with all the carver, the man with all the buffets. <laughs> Let's do it. Izzy's Bomb Squad. Yes, that's right, Louis. When my wife booked a trip to Fiji, I never thought it would fall in the middle of two of the most important test matches of the year against our greatest foes, the Springboks. I was absolutely spewing, but then I sipped on my first pina colada and all was forgiven. And to be quite honest, I was glad I was away from it all. Week one hurt. And I could only imagine the feeling the team was feeling after the first test defeat to the Springboks. Unlike the team, I could hide away poolside, blanking out all the noise. Fozzie and the All Blacks had to do the opposite. Under so much pressure and nowhere to hide, there was only one way for this team to go. Head to Alice Park, the epitome of the Coliseum in Rome, and throw the kitchen sink at it and see where it goes, or wave the white flag and surrender. Wash your mouth out, Israel. The All Blacks don't surrender. What a performance. This was a Ford pack that was possessed from the outset. Shannon Frizzell was enormous with and without ball, accompanied by his fellow Lucy's Kane and Savia. Now, don't get me started on Savia. No words will ever describe his importance for this team. Another food for thought. Have we just found our front rows going forward? Mobile, tough. Nailed all the intricacies of being a Ford, but one standout stopped Moores. Take about Jace Ryan. The backs had their day as well. I thought Rico Yuani had his best performance in the 13 jersey, passed when he needed to, and showed real grit when players got on his outside to make the covering tackle. The back three, the bomb squad. I said it last week win the air and you win the game. They dominated the air and nullified South Africa's biggest weapon, the box kick. Look, it wasn't picture perfect, but nothing is. All I can say is the pina colada will taste a wee bit better this week. 
A quick message for our fans. Focus on the performance and celebrate this win and let the fishheads take care of what's going to happen in the future, i.e. coaching. Venaka. Got it away to Dan. Two catch. Izzy's Bomb Squad. Don't trip a kind of drinks are free. <laughs> <laughs> Love and sunshine, there's enough for everyone. There you go, Izzy. Off the Pina colada off it tastes a wee bit better bomb, this week, mate. huh? Oh, mate, yeah. tell me about it. Tell me about it. Bittersweet. Oh, I'm loving it. The All Blacks are back. Nothing they like are, it. They are back. They're back. It's been a tough couple of weeks. And uh, look, honestly, I'll, I'll be honest, I was quite happy I was away last week because it would have been difficult. You know, like, probably the hardest thing, you know, when you have to... Talk about a team you love so dearly. And I flicked Fozzie a message last night and just said, asked him how he was going. He said he's going all good. And I just said, uh, good on you, you know, I know, I know I'm on the, the other side now, but uh, I'll never forget what, what you did for me and blah, blah, blah. And he wrote back, I know you're on the other side, but you'll always be a part of us. And oh, uh, no, nice. it's good to have a chat to him. But, um, mate, it's a tough old time, and I just really wanted to focus on the performance, and, and that was. And there's going to be some changes in conversations this week, and when it comes to that, we will no doubt knuckle into that. But yeah, just wanted to talk about some some positive things that we saw from the game. Rico Yuani, I thought he was outstanding, and even Conrad Smith, he reckons David Harvey was even better. Yeah. Mate, and we did our bit last week. We did our bit to get the yeah. boys home. You know that, eh? And what yeah, we did yeah, was yeah, we sure. put to get we put together the All Blacks at an Alice Park Ooh. playlist, and they would have been banging those bangers out. I was listening to it all weekend. Yeah, man. I reckon they. I reckon. Well, who wouldn't? Give us one. Who, Give us one. Who wouldn't? Oh, mate. My favourite's on there is Plush, mate. Plush by Stone Temple Pilots. Mm. Brought back some memories. I used to, that was used to be my go-to song when I was in England. Mate, I just cranked it up every time I head to the game. Just get in my car. They could hear me coming down the road. They reckon. Here comes Kempy. <laughs> Hop out of the car. Mate. The windows are shaking. Speaking of Kempy. Speaking of Kempy. What happened to your Tasman, bro? I'll cut it out. I think I've got you. This, I think I, I think I got you on the weekend, did I? Yeah. I think I just got yeah, you. Yeah, you did. I'm just I'm just running the math now. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Let well, know, Louis. Taranaki got a hiding. Uh, Auckland won. Um, yeah. Ota- Otago. Keep going, Louis. Oh, Keep going. Northland. Bet. Yep. Go the Tunny Farm. North Harbour. Yeah. yeah. I think. What is it? We're going. To, we're what's going the score now? Oh, well, remember, it's all done on points, so we'll, we'll look at the table. I haven't got added it all up, but I Kempi's just slightly hit. It's not, hey, just, just a slight lead, is yeah, it? Yeah, all I could see was Tasman and Taranaki getting hiding, so I was just giggling away. I can afford to drop a couple a week, I reckon, with the, with the sides <laughs> that I've chosen, so <laughs> you're in big trouble, mate. And they, they're late, as they're a Taranaki late man, Kempi, as a Taranaki man, like, that was quite bad. <laughs> quite bad. Quite bad after not losing a game last year. What do you mean, mm. quite bad? Hey, um, get uncomfortable. Get comfortable being uncomfortable, is he? Um, this this will be a, a long season, and if you're paying for lunch, the Waiheke wine tour, <laughs> you're going to know about it as well because Joe I'm loves I'm his rosé. I'm paying Fiji in, brother. I'm, 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 I'm organising the helicopter as we speak. Uh, one last text. Embarrassed to be a New Zealander after watching the boys get bagged for the last month. Far out, man. Get on board and support these guys. All we hear about is the negative stuff. Let the positive stuff flow and help these excellent human beings. We feel we are all behind them no matter what. Lovely sentiment there. Appreciate your text. And Kempi, someone wants you to give a shout-out to the Linwood Kiers winning the women's grade, reserves grade, and the men's prems yesterday. 
beating oh, the good. Hornby Panthers. Whoops, is Justin. Oh no, Harry's Panthers, mate. The Hornby parent. And oh yeah, that might be that might be uh, Justin Wallace. Not sure, oh, Kimby. That might be Justin Wallace um, texting in from Christchurch, a young junior Kiwi boy back in the day. So, but yeah, nah, all the finals are on. Hey, I just I just want to do a big shout out myself, Louis. Um, but we'll do that once we get back. Oh, he's got it. Six and a half away from <laughs> For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com.